When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It was uh, graduation time. Actually, I know this because I stopped by, I was in Jimmy John's out in West Ames yesterday okay. and it took me 35 minutes to get a slim one <laughs> for my daughter it should, if you were in Ames yesterday it was not a good time to be in Ames if you wanted to eat not at a, a good, restaurant yeah not if you wanted to go to Jimmy John's in West Ames Wait, or I, anywhere I can tell you that much I, there, had, I, had, I had a two hour wait at cornbread yesterday man which is very good Never and been they're, there, they're, but they're, heard, they're not a sponsor. I've heard they, good things. They, yeah. I mean, maybe you can hook them up because they're. But my whole food. my point is, yeah. I mean, we would love to promote cornbread. Cornbread, where are you at? If you guys are listening, yeah. Um, my point is, if you were one of those, how many kids graduated yesterday? At uh, I was uh, ended up being about five thousand. If you're one of the five thousand that graduated this year, and you want to go work with amazing people on interesting projects. And you also get some perks. You should check out our sponsor, Mechdyne. They just won a National Industry Award for Business Excellence in Employee Programs. Mechdyne teammates have career growth opportunities, profit sharing. They get socials. I actually think we're going to do a social with the Mechdyne team. Oh, They want us up there. <laughs> up at Marshall Bring Town. in the... Uh, D-list celebrities. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they've get they, they've won a lot of awards for how well they treat their employees. Based out of Marshalltown, Mechdyne has opportunities in sales, marketing, engineering, and more. And they're always looking for us high-class Iowa State graduates. You posted a thing that we graduated 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. God, we're old. Isn't that right? How in the heck did that happen? I don't know. Holy mackerel. Nonetheless, uh, if you are one of those graduating seniors and you're looking for a job, check out MechDyne.com. The job board is always open. We have a lot to get to today. Iowa State's basketball team is one scholarship away from being complete. We've got a handful of college football notes to get to. We, we do have that season win total that we spent so much time debating <laughs> yeah. last week. We didn't know when it would come. Yeah, it's here. Cool. Yep. We'll knock all that out and more on tonight's podcast. English, take it away. Look at Donkich's world. We're all just living in it tonight. Well, we showed up tonight, unlike Phoenix. My gosh, what are you doing, Chris Paul? 
Talk about Chris ruining Paul's, your legacy in yeah. like one day. Chris Paul's like, um, he's turning into one of those guys who's just never going to get the title. It's not his own fault here, but you, can't, oh, I know, you cannot but lose saying. at home by 40 points in yeah. a game seven. Oh, man. I actually didn't get to watch the game. I just was following it along. We do... In my house tonight, it is a big deal. Well, in my house on Sunday nights, me and my daughter, Cammie, we we have it. It's usually me and her. Sometimes the wife will be involved. She works a lot of Sundays. Um, the the two year old doesn't really care, right? Right. Unless it's Peppa. We want yeah. She's she's loves some Peppa Pig. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Actually, I was at your house today and I saw Peppa no, was we, on in the we background. Had, we had, Peppa's a constant. Yeah. Yep. We watched Man of the House from the okay. 90s. Man, yeah. I'd never seen it before. That was in the throes of uh, Jonathan Taylor yeah. Thomas' stardom days. Yeah, it was great. Like, he was the biggest guy going there in, like, 96. Oh, yeah. And 97. Chevy Chase is the uh, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> soon-to-be stepdad. Back and when Chevy... Farrah Fawcett's the, the wife. Like it. I really? Mean, no, Farrah we... Fawcett's in that? Yeah. And then um, Norm from Cheers is in it. It's a star-studded occasion. Like it, it's a really good time. That uh, man, what year? What would that have been? I don't know. All I like, I always try and find a '90s movie for me and Cammy to watch because she actually really she really likes the older ones for some reason. Yeah. But um, anyways, I had never seen it, so I was like, "Oh, it's fine." And how in the hell did I miss this? Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> how in the hell did I miss that? In my childhood. I needed that movie in my life. 95, yeah. So this would have been... It was phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. Wow. Really intense ending. I I mean, I I watched it. Did you know who... uh, Phenomenal. Who was the... Wow, that's great. So Farrah Fawcett, and I think she... She's a nice looking woman. Yeah, she passed away a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I said to my wife, because I'm like, she's famous, and I didn't know who she was. I go, this woman is famous. And then she was very famous. The credits yeah. actually rolled through, and I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 She was like the Marilyn Monroe after Marilyn Monroe. Really? Yeah. Like she was that, well, not as popular did, as Marilyn Monroe. Did the government the, kill her, too? I, I don't think so. I think she died of cancer. But I think. Uh, well, we've she been was, told she a lot a, of things about Marilyn Monroe. She was and a I, pinup model back when. It know. was the Illuminati that got her. Oh, boy. Have you seen the Netflix show on, on Monroe? No, but Ross like has three been three weeks ago. Ross I watched it; it's pretty good. Because they think that the government killed her. Um, for no, her and Kennedy. They don't because no. of the Russians. They, no, no. I mean, yes and no. Because I always heard Monroe got killed because Kennedy told her about the aliens. It, it, I, I didn't. No mention of aliens, unfortunately. But it was a lot of Kennedys. Now, their their premise was the 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 soured relationship between the Kennedy brothers is what led her to go off the deep end and thus caused her issues back in sixty whatever that was three, but it was I don't think it was from the government actually committing the crime. Okay, well this is actually leading us. We're just going to do this real quick. Yeah, let's um, do it. You could be killed tomorrow <laughs> if you you could. Don't get involved with the Kennedy family. So my point is, if you go to HopewoodJD.com, <laughs> seriously, $50 off right now on a will if you use the promo code FANATIC for scheduling. $50 off on a will. And you could have intimate knowledge of aliens, and the government comes for you next. Put that in your Just estate. like what happened to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Go to Hopewood. JD 
com. If you go up in the little right tab up in the right top corner, you can hit schedule appointment fanatic. It's going to get you $50 off in her will in a day promotion. Do you know who should probably be thinking about wills in the States? Well, Chevy Chase in man of the house. Cause those guys were hunting him down the whole time. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is 40 years old now. <laughs> He's how, older how, than us. Yeah. Yeah, how does that make you feel, everybody? No, no, he's not. Yeah, he's the little kid I just watched in the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's 40 years old. What does he look like now? I don't know. He hasn't done a film. He has not done a film that's been non-animated since 2001. Holy crap. So he's just basically been retired. I, for, yeah. He's just cashing checks, I'm sure, from his teen days. From people like me watching I, Man of the House. I, make it noted, based on his Wikipedia... He's five foot five, so I am taller than Jonathan Taylor. What Thomas. is his um, net worth? I, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's what I should look up. I, it's got to be in the millions. I mean, he could. He's oh, living dude, he's, off. He's of, he's if unless he had horrible. Th- this says financial sixteen million dollars. That's it, according to Celebrity Net Worth, which never heard of it. But there you go. You that, would think if he invested okay, that'd be way north of that. Yeah, I mean, you just. I mean, if he. You think about when he would have had his money. Right. Like the pre.com. Like, you know, like, yeah, think about how much the market's grown since great then. Great point. Do you think he... If he put maybe, it in a low-cost index fund, he'd be... Or if be, he got a hold of Amazon early when they were struggling. Yeah. Just think where he is now. This says $20 million. We're going to get. We're gonna say Jonathan Taylor Thomas is doing okay. Wherever you Welcome are, Welcome to JTT. the program. We are recording uh, fairly late on Sunday evening. Most of y'all are listening to this on Monday morning. I hope you're having a great start to your work week. Um, all right, we'll start with hoops. Actually, uh, we did um, pretty good week. Very good. Pretty good week. Yeah, I'm going to let you do the pronunciation here. And, and, I, and you posted your son, Everett. With the correct pronunciation. He was close. It's Twitter. probably not 100% correct. People need to go and learn. Yeah. You can watch Bloom's son do the yeah. Oshun, Oshune. Oshun, Oshuniyi. Is it E? 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 Yeah. Like easy? So it's not A, it's E. Yeah. So Oshun, Oshuniyi. Close enough. Yeah. Oshun, Oshuniyi. Oshun, Oshuniyi. Oshun, Oshuniyi. Good enough. And the How's old Walter is, is going to say well, it? Well, I, I, it's a good question for John. I, I would assume like that. Oshun. Okay. Oshun yi. No, Oshun ni. Oshun. Ni. Oshun ni yi. Ni yi. Ni yi. Yes. Oshun. Yes. Oshun ni yi. There you go. Now we got it. Now Oshun. Oshun ni yi. Yes. Cooking okay. the fish grease There we now. go. Yep. We got it. That, so that, according to the, the St. Bonaventure Media Guide, that's how you say Mr. Oshun's name. Anybody else really just feeling the Bonnies right now? <laughs> you feel for them or you're just like... No, it's like my second favorite team right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Because Brockington played there as well. Yeah. No, we got all sorts of So Saint now we've Bonaventure got uh, Holmes and uh, Oshuniyi. Oshuniyi. Okay. Um, the the pickup is, it's is huge. Big. Yes, literally... Maybe. Yeah, let me ask you this before we well we'll break him down as a player. Elite defense, elite uh, rim protector, top five rim protectors, college basketball, two time defensive player of the year in the Atlantic Ten, which is w- a very good. Would comp- you have rather had Oshuni or Grant Baselli, like who's more of an offense? But I don't he, know. It's an it's interesting because I think that the upside of like play Oshuni is more proven. Yes. I think it, it at this, this level. Yeah. The Atlantic 10 is way better than where Wright State was. Yeah. So I think that's really inter- I don't know. 
because Baselli comes and you have this stretch four, basically, but you really question what he could have done defensively. He would have been a lot 12. like the Groves brothers for OU. Yep. You know, good offensive players, but really struggled at times defensively. Now you have, you really have two elite rim protectors with Hayson Ward and Oshun. Hassan. Hassan. Jeez. Hassan. Yep. Okay. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's kind of fun to think about. I put this, I was talking with some of our premium members. We're like one of those old Baylor teams now. Oh, or, or you're, <laughs> you're like the Tim Floyd era. Or the Eustachia era. I mean, Iowa State's going to win some games that are 55 to 53. Yeah, we're right? used to that, Brent. Let's, I, well, we're, I mean, we're, we're good there. I think it's going to be like last year, except with some rim protection. Now, well, uh, Cody wrote yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Win's a win. But you now, with Ward and Oshun, you have two of the better. That's what we're just going to do. We're, we're going Oshun. Yeah, I'm okay. just going Oshun. All right. Uh, you've got two of the better rim presences in college basketball last year and where Oshun's really good it's not only the rim presence defensively which he gets the notoriety but and Ward's working at this too but where Oshun was really good was he was a top 10 metric wise at the rim finisher and so you I think his percentage was like near 70 percent at the rim which is really impressive and if you look at where I said struggled last year you could say the one area was they just did not finish well around the rim either with the guards or the bigs Condit Jones did what they could, but you'll be able to do a lot more at the rim. And he's not a guy that's going to take a bunch of shots, but I think the reason why he's coming to Ames is he wants to work more on his offensive game at a high level. So I think they're going to they're going to open up the floor a little bit for him and let him try and go to work a little bit. There's going to be more of a post game than I it's had in a long, long time. He's probably the best straight big guy since McKay. All right, like if we want, I mean, there just hasn't been too many great Iowa no, State they've, bigs. they've struggled at that at position. That, and it's, you know, it, it were, Oshun it, is a legit five-man, and Iowa State will now be able to run big. And then I like now the matchups you could do. You know, Ward then probably slides up to a backup role, but he's going to play a lot of minutes. And then you got Jazz there as that stretch four to open up the floor. And then uh, Trey King is also a really good shooter, potentially. And so you put the ball in his hands a little bit as that classic People four, forgetting about rather King. than having him play the five, which he would have been very undersized in that role. But he's comfortable shooting out to the three ball. So if you're looking at, at it now, Iowa State's metrics defensively are going to be really good. I mean, you're going to be a top 20 defensive team next year, I just think, with the personnel. Now you lose Hunter. Uh, Holmes is okay. He's not as good as Hunter. But the, the addition you're making at the rim is better than what you had, which will erase some of the mistakes on the perimeter. So now just give me give me a give me a shooter with that last spot, and uh, you're you're talking about a top. I'm not going top 25 seed up, but I'm saying you're a top you're a top six Big 12 team, which means you're a top 30 team in college basketball. I think, um, boy, you know, if they can get AJ Green, the the elephant in the room. That here, is, that's it. Then this is an A plus offseason. Uh, completely, even Especially with even you, with the Hunter and Brockington departure. Yeah. And did, I mean, the, and like this will be if again. This is if AJ Green. Yeah, and he's a, and there's a big if there still. It's still what we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, NBA but, or, or probably Iowa State. I mean, I would think. And then who knows? Maybe there's a late comer. Duke is sniffing around. No, not sniffing around. There, the Duke is all over him. Okay. Yeah. But then you ask yourself the question, like, I mean, like Ashun just had, like, do I go to Florida, where probably coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Or do I go there and be be one of the men? 
And that's what AJ's deal would be with Duke. Now, I'm not saying he would come off the bench, but man, the leash is pretty short there with all these. They're bringing in like four yeah, or five stars. Compared to, you know, at Iowa State where you're going to have the ball in your hands. They'll play 35 minutes a game at Iowa State. Correct. So, uh, shoot whenever he wants. Because honestly, Holmes is, a, Holmes is a better player than I think has been represented on, I would on the message boards. However, they do still, Green would be the guy. Like, he would be able to shoot at will for the most part. So, well, and I, the ball would be you also, a lot. You think about point guard, too, and with between Williams, Holmes, and Green. There's I mean, your three guards. Yeah, like, they can have they can all have and the ball. And then pro I mean, you forget about Gabe. He'll probably start. Now, I don't know who what that means for Iowa State. Like, who then gets bumped to the bench. But what we learned is they'll be pretty flexible with that spot. And, I, and we said it last week, and I maintain it. Eli King is good enough, in my opinion, to get good minutes in Big 12 play. Now, what does good minutes mean? The problem is they're not, not going OC. to get him until the Big 12 season. No, so. not Trey. Eli. Oh, Eli. Sorry. I From love Scott's. Eli King. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he's a. I think I'm, I'm all in with you there. I think Eli. I think Eli is a 15 to 20 minute uh, um, a game guy. Taman Lipsy's body is good enough. He's ready as well. He's just not a shooter. So Correct. I'm saying, like from an offensive standpoint, yeah, who's going to have the that, ball? You need that off he the bench. So he can make the shot. And uh, I don't know. I think it's an interesting makeup. I like the defensive prowess. I always say it's going to be. There's no question in my mind. Green or no green, you, you'll be one the, of the best defensive teams in the conference and in the country. The next four year. guys they've added in Williams, Holmes, Oshun, and Ward are probably four of the top 15 defenders in the transfer portal the whole offseason. Maybe top 10. Definitely Oshun and Ward from a big man presence. I mean, I think Williams would be... I think Williams is going to be really good. Well, Illinois wanted him for that same reason. Yeah. Just to defend and be a playmaker. He's kind of... He's gone way under the radar, but his his size and his ability to play defend and play multiple positions is going to be very valuable. The and it, wingspan of the guards next year will well, be I think the, exciting. The exciting part is both Holmes and Williams can play all three positions. Green can play really all three of those guard positions. Gabe is more of your 2-3, but he can guard all three of those positions. And the one limitation with Hunter, and again, I thought he had the, he still has a chance to be one of the best defensive on-ball players presences in college basketball but he was six foot you could not put him on a six six guy and guard him you know where all of these guards aj's six four holmes is six four williams is six five the length and the switchability why was tech so good look at tech's uh starting five and their height like mcculler was six six you had all these guys and they switched everything which makes it impossible and the neat thing with oshun Oshun Yi Yi. I'm going. I'm just, no, I'm just practicing. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. I like it. Oshun and Ward and King, they all can switch and be multiple out front. So Iowa State, which was really good defensively, but still had some limitations in how they could defend people. You give Iowa State the ability to switch everything. I mean, this is going to be a really, 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 really good defensive team. That's like six Dan McCorney really is right there. Really, really good team. Again, if A.J. Green happens this is and then your offense like I, it's I think, without question more talented than last year agreed top to bottom agreed now it still may even be there without aj but aj aj puts you at a level where you don't have a guy like you're him. replacing brockington scoring with green right like that in a lot of games brockington and hunter i mean 
And Hunter. Yeah, and Hunter you know wasn't saying? too efficient. I think you that's can. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I mean, you, you, where are those points going to come from? I mean. And that's why. That's, I mean, you would like to even think that Holmes would do. He, he will. And that's that was with the sales job on Oshun, too, is like, hey, man, you come here. You're not being a backup like you'll probably be at Florida behind Castleton. You're getting 12 to 15 shots a game. It's that another reason why NIL pay-for-play money isn't always going to be the end all. Well, and I think that was a good comeback to earth for everybody. It's like, okay, you don't still panic. Get a guy. The, the, the earth is still round. We haven't gone flat, and, and we're going to be okay here. And that I don't know if Iowa State presented Oshun with any opportunities. He clearly was getting nice offers from some big-time programs but Iowa State can be selective and can still compete in this market because it is still in the best basketball conference in the country, and, and players still want to play in that. And that's not going to change not. with Texas. Even with and Texas in fact, I would argue it's going to get better. When you look, And I, I have a story about um, a potential expansion target spending a lot of money we'll get to later on in the program. But it's, this is a this is a A-plus offseason. Well, we'll a minus right now. You get green, and it's definitely a plus. But it just goes to show, I mean, the Otzelberger and staff—they're just—they're just closers like that. Getting Oshun, they got him to really visit. two weeks was, ago. Like they weren't even they were in on dead that. in the water. Yeah. So this is this was a huge coup, awesome get, and you put him and Holmes together with Will. I I just plus King and people got to know too. Oshun wasn't in the portal, so like it, this wasn't like a fourth or fifth backup plan, he just, he got in the, he entered the portal one of the last days you could. So Baselli was the, in Vanderplas, Plas from were, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, those were like the guys and you missed on them both and then Oshun is, enters the portal and I can tell you kind of the inner workings that they were concerned about, they thought Baselli was going to Notre Dame. Like that's what pretty much everybody thought. He threw a curveball to everyone. Going to I think Iowa Tech. State actually finished second there. Hmm. Um, but anyways, you start feeling like after the Basili visit, like that they weren't going to get him. Oshun pops in there. We had this, we, we just got Ward or not Ward yeah. Holmes Holmes. Yeah. And there's your in, you get him on a visit and you sold him. So well done. Iowa state's batting average when they get kids on campus is, is pretty good. Pretty good. It, it, it's pretty good. No doubt about that. Um, I also think well, one other point that I had here is you start to, what what will a playbook be in the new era of transfer recruiting is, I mean, you're looking at it. It sucks to be a mid-major right now. Oh, Now, Iowa feel, State might lose the, the Tyrese bodies. Hunter, yeah. right, the way that you, where you get poached and that happens. But, like, one thing that people, I, I think it's just like, oh, it's all about paydays. No, it's not. When you look at the way a Missouri Valley school travels, say, mm compared to a big Bus, 12 a lot school. of buses and now all of a sudden you have charter flights like there's your like raise if you think about it that way yeah you, you don't have to be paying six figures to and meals get and these right like you're just your dorms are better you're your all that stuff. program you get more yeah. stipend from the bo- room and board all that stuff is different so it's this isn't just hey you're getting fifty thousand up front here correct it's the extra uh, extra intangible costs that Iowa State is first class in a lot of different ways. I mean, those guys are taken care of from the time they step on campus. And so you come to Iowa State from 
St. Bonaventure, which is in the middle of Pennsylvania, I think. It is. Um, and those guys are probably, you know, in the Atlantic 10, they're doing some charter flights, but they're probably doing a lot of bus rides too. So to go to a Power 5, that's a big upgrade for them. Well, Not only like- from a from a treatment standpoint, but importantly for these guys, the question always with those mid-major guys is, well, how, what are you going to do against the highest level of competition? Yeah. And so if you're looking at them, you're going, okay, maybe I, let's say you're Oshun. I sacrifice 100000 okay, just making up a number mm-hmm. for my last year. However, if I perform well, I put myself not only on the radar for the, the G League and potentially, you know, a fringe two-way for the NBA, which would be $100,000 right there. Mm-hmm. But, or I can go overseas, and if I perform well against the Big 12, I maybe, which I think Brockington will go. I'm now five hundred thousands in Europe, five hundred thousand dollars a year in Europe. So you make that back just based on the competition level. And so if you have some of these smart kids that can kind of play the long game and not just cashing the check right away, coming to an Iowa State will actually be beneficial in the long run because they can prove on tape, on film that they can compete against the best in the country. Well, it's and that's going why to, Iowa State needs to stay in a. It's going to push the conference. off season until about June every year. Yeah, in, in, honestly, uh, if you think about it, like, and I credit, you know, Iowa State and TJ really could have just gone into a shell and go, oh, screw this, this whole system. But I was, I, I still remember Chris. You told me he's like, you know, TJ when Hunter left, you're like, they're they're on to the next. Like, I talked to him on. that day, and he was. Really chill. Yeah. Like he, 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 his direct quote to me, I don't think he'll mind me sharing, was like, this isn't a bad thing. Like, he goes, this isn't a deal that we're, and it, honestly, he said the same thing to me, like off the record, behind the scenes that he said on Friday. That's what I was saying. I yeah. read the quote on the, where he's just like, listen, I mean, he, if he thinks he has an opportunity, like, who are we to stop him? Now we're going to go out. Like, and, and again, like, the, here's the deal. I, and I understand, like, where, where fans are at, like, we like watching Monte Morris as a Four freshman, right? Like I, I, I'm the same way. I mm-hmm. do too. From a pure basketball standpoint, you replace Tyrese with Williams or Holmes, either one. Like hit, Tyrese freshman year mm-hmm. to either one of the right. Like it's not that big of a drop off. Now where Tyrese ends up as a junior is a probably a drop off. Correct. Like, and that's what sucks about this. But, it, but like, that's kind of a thing of the past now. You're building rosters year to year is how this is going. And I understand it's not aesthetically pleasing for fans. And it's, it can be hard to keep frustrating. Yeah, and it every year you're learning seven, eight new guys, mm-hmm. which kind of – I agree it sucks. But, I mean, they, they did about as good as you possibly could with the circumstances, I, I think. And I'm – again, I'm not comparing everything to – the University of Iowa, but just look at the different approaches. Mm-hmm. By the way, one of the finalists for, well, Iowa was also interested in Oshun and he never even went over there. Yeah. And they've like struck out with everybody. I think that yeah. they're just going to have to sit on their scholarships. So, but I it mean, just goes to show the crazy happens. The, so, they were also in on the big kid that went to Texas Tech. Yep. But when you, when you start, uh, and one of your quotes that you've always said, and I think it's dead on, it's evolve or die. Mm-hmm. And I think the Hunter thing was a good wake-up call for all of us at Iowa State. It's like, all right, you know, this is a bad hand. It's a good wake-up call. But Iowa State still has a lot to sell. Embrace that. Get people who want to be here and go from there. And don't just cry and be sorry about it and move on. We will get to um, some college football talk here. I have a handful of 
topics from Craig McDonald's landing spot to potential scheduling models for the Big 12 Conference. Before we do that, I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Especially, I was thinking about this. The weather's getting nicer. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in your house, right? No, you do not. I actually think it'd be really cool to have a co-working spot in downtown Des Moines where you could just kind of walk around. You know, oh, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I'm going to go walk to lunch. Gravitatecoworking.com. Click on that right there. You could be uh, right there, 500 Locust Street. Right in the middle of the action. Yeah, it's it's the perfect spot. Uh, they've got kitchens in there. They, so you don't even have to leave, but you get, maybe you want to ride your bike, bike storage. Uh, they've craft beer on tap, people. You can have anything from a floating membership, uh, which is like uh, you can do a monthly cost or a dedicated desk to a private office suite, any of that good stuff. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. East Village, Des Moines, downtown Des Moines, Midtown, Windsor Heights, Cedar Falls, and... Jefferson. Okay. Um, college football. Real quick hit here, and then we're going to get to the win total. Craig McDonald to Auburn. Yeah. Any Interesting thoughts? for a guy from Minneapolis to go down to the SEC. Now, they lost a bunch in the portal. Auburn did. Harson's kind of been a little bit under fire, so they've been they've been active though in the portal. Harson to Auburn was still was the weirdest still hire. Strange. Ever. So I think McDonald. I mean, it's it's actually a good landing spot from the opportunity of now you're in the SEC and he'll probably be in the rotation if not start down there. And if that was his goal, I'm sure their NIL is a little bit further ahead of Iowa oh, State. No doubt about that. So well, I looked it up and theirs was established in November. Yep. So chances are that they gave him a little something. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason why he left. I mean, you go to the SEC, it's a lot like Aishim Young. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Craig will have the chance to prove himself at that level, and they clearly produced way more NFL players than any other conference. So, I, again, it's like the Hunter things. Like, I can't fault the guy from a, a logic standpoint. Would I would I'd rather he stayed at Iowa State? 100%. But next man up for the Cyclones. The um, win total via FanDuel. Congratulations. Uh, it's seven and a half. <laughs> we, but we actually nailed it because I said they'll be having juice on the under. And there is. I was surprised. Heavy juice on the that's under. That's seven and a half, though. I thought seven, but they don't like the they don't like putting the, the number. They're daring there. you to take the over. They're they're just, they're going for the suckers. Eight and four would be awesome. Like that'd be a I mean, if they go eight and four accomplishment this year. Campbell's getting offers all over the place if they're so, eight and four right. this year. So but well, we broke not, down the schedule, Not to though. bring it to that, but like no. that would be an amazing coaching job with all the guys that they lost. I mean, come but it, on. But again, like we talked about, Iowa State has been one of the most successful and consistent, more importantly consistent, Power 5 programs the last five years. Yeah. And if you, they've averaged, they've averaged seven and a half wins the last five years. So we nailed right this on last, this is a This is a compliment to the program and Campbell as and, well. And the uncertainty of the Big 12, too. A lot of new faces. I actually a lot looked, of unknowns. ESPN did a like a power ratings on like who did the best and worst in the transfer portal this year, and there were three Big Twelve teams that lost the most: West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Right. So, it's, and, and it's in big, Texas. Who knows, right? Like, yeah, I don't. I, Oklahoma lost a bunch. I have a hard time with Texas. Like it, we just fall for the same crap every, every year, year, you know. And still I still got to play the. I'm game. not a believer in Sarkeesian. I'm just not. I'm just. 
Maybe Gary Patterson and his uh, country music will turn it around. Do you think he's been on Sixth Street yet? It bugs me that he's there. Like it, it that <laughs> would be like with the horns up. That'd be like Dan McCarney leaving, like getting, and then going to Nebraska, or right, like yeah, not yeah. Iowa because he had no, already I, been there. So I could that didn't really work. Speak, but like speaking of, it just bothers it, me that weird. Gary Patterson. And is how much with are they? They're probably paying him a lot with Steve Sarkeesian. It's such it's a weird. terrible match. I hate it. it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. So. Speaking of the horns, I, I my uh, youngest brother graduated from Iowa State yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Was he one of the guys Garrett? that did the horns down? He did not. He did not. Because I saw a bunch of people doing pictures of like their kids and stuff doing horns down. This is so like a thing. One kid, because again, there was twelve hundred that went across the stage for this morning ceremony, and I re- remember it because I was there. Uh, for for the like the first fifty kids, one of the kids went shook. Uh, President Winterstein's hand and the double horns down on wow. stage. So what? What was the reaction? I don't think people really realized what he's doing until then. He got some what chuckles. Did, what did Miss Winterstein do? Uh, I think she was amused. Oh, she, she laughed. Was, she laughed. Yeah, we, we, we chuckled. But the great thing about Twitter is I tweeted that, and the dad, the dad responding goes, "That's my boy." Like it was the dad. <laughs> of the, so, so I know. So well, hold give on. His, give the dad's name. Yeah, I know. Let's I will give him a shout out the here. The kid did too. Hold on. I need to find it. But it was. Uh, let's give these guys a shout I mean, out. Yeah, and I said this kid's going places, man. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of balls to do the horns down like, at your commencement. I like was, this. It uh, was. So the dad is Sean Smith. Congratulations, Mister Smith. Sean Smith retweeted me and said, "Proud dad moment." Absolutely. Congratulations, sir. You did well. And I need to find the kid's name, but I don't know what career he's going into, but he's going to be a success. I want to hire him here at Psycho and Fanatic. He'd <laughs> yeah, right, fit right man. in. Hey, is Mechdyne? Go to Mechdyne. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. They'll give you a job yeah, on right the spot. Now. Like, hey, just, hey, I'm the horns yeah. down guy yeah. from yeah. commencement. You don't even have to interview. Just give me drop this. drop Chris Clover's name and be like, I did horns down at my commencement. And I, so it, it got um, kudos to that guy. Well, Mr. Well, Smith, well Wendell done. Smith family. Yeah, wherever you're from, fantastic. That's that's really good. But no, I so saw it's from the win total standpoint. I think I was looking at it again this week. I would play the under on that, but that's where the yeah, juice is. I mean, like, come right. on, to say eight and four. I, like, I know, but it could happen. I know that, but like, but like they lost four, everybody. You were four and two with no problems. Yeah, no, I know. They probably leaning towards five and, and one. And think about, like, again, and I said this last week, like how impressed we all were with those second-string guys against Clemson. Like, I mean. So if you're – so let me – let's let's do hypotheticals. You start 5-1. and one, You're halfway through the season. All you need to do is win three – go 3-3. Three and three. See, I think that you're vastly over the Baylor thing. I'm, you I'm on the Baylor thing. I'm for the rest of the summer. I'm anti-Baylor. That's a, that's a Dave, win. Dave Aranda is, is getting way too much love right now. I mean, he did win the Big 12 last year. Just saying. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, he did, I yeah, feel like true. you're being I, a little bit unfair. And they, brought, they bring back a lot of people. I, okay. And don't they say they the, lost their quarterback. He got beat he out get, he beat, by the yeah. guy who won the game to I'm, get to the bowl. I'm game, just so. big bull handed because what he did to Iowa State, he just eviscerated Iowa State in the first Yeah, but he was game. not as good as this other kid. He, uh, so, like, I'm just saying, like, all right. I, I feel like you're. You keep throwing out the five and one. I'm throwing out five and one. But I'm they they still it. haven't beaten Iowa. It's at Iowa, and then Baylor is just like, okay, Baylor doesn't suck. Like they're not going to be favored in that game. I I, I disagree with that. It's going to be the debate all summer. Iowa State. I hope I'm wrong. Iowa I hope State I'm wrong. Hasn't lost to Baylor at home since 2016. 
is the Baylor game in 2005 one of the worst oh. moments of your Cyclone fandom? Top. Top. I mean, there's been a lot. Right? Top five? No. Top ten, though. Because you didn't expect it. Like, it was just kind of like, what? It's a lot like that Connecticut game in 02 for me. It's like, what? I didn't see that coming. Top 10. No. So, the Connecticut game. Ah, oh, that's brutal. So, my, my story from that, they're literally the managers on for Baylor went to to 50-yard line, and they're, like, taking pictures with shocked looks on. Look yeah, because they hadn't won a Big 12 game. They had never won a Big 12 road game. Yeah. In nine years when they beat Iowa State. Greg Coleman fumbled near the goal line. That was when you and Greg had that dust We had up. a mix-up. We had a mix-up. Yep. <laughs> Survived the tail of the tail. But uh, Scales was, have some fumbles, too? Jason Scales? Think, what? There pretty was a sure couple the, fumbles in I'm that pretty game. pretty sure Scales fumbled one near the Let's goal. Get, can we get Myron Blythe for a special edition on that uh, Baylor game? I don't want to do that to No, I, I do want to do it. Let's talk about it. Let's get it through the, let's get the, through the system. Those guys like did so many good things for Iowa State, and did. every time I'm around them, all I do is just let through Talk the, about the bad painful ones. 05 season. So I read it. the Nebraska game, and then that game, and then the Kansas, the Kansas game. game were all just, you know, yes. just rip your balls out. And you were, at, you were at Kansas, so was uh, I. I think a lot of Iowa State I was at there. Nebraska. I was, you know, I was, I was at all, I was at all I was, And I was at Missouri, too, which was a bad Actually, one. you know what? I wasn't at the Baylor game. I was at Kansas Speedway. They're, they're, seriously. <laughs> Did they have a race then? List, yeah. Um, and that was when... NASCAR was huge then. Like we, we always went down there. You know, Hearts. Yeah. Like we, we, we all of our families went down there. Okay. It was always a thing that we mm-hmm. did. And that damn um, Scales game, I was sitting there at Coleman. the, yeah, Coleman. I'm game. blaming Coleman more than Scales. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll just I, all I remember <sighs> is we're at the nationwide race on Saturday, and it ruined my weekend. And I was a total <laughs> dick to everybody the rest of the weekend. I wouldn't even talk to him. Like I was, oh, I was horrible. We so I'd like. Sorry, let's okay. get. We need Meyer. No, we need to, No, we need to get Myron Blythe. We need to. We need yeah. to like erase some cycling history by having some chat. So there was a good article. I think it was the Athletic. I don't want to give them a whole lot of pub, but it was a good article. Our guy Mandel. It was not Stu. Hey, did you see that the uh, streaming companies are getting involved in a lot of this stuff? Thank you for the Cyclone fanatic and Williams and Bloom <laughs> listeners who reminded Stu of that. <laughs> and if you don't mind, please anytime he tweets about streaming, yeah, please, please, please tag us. Yeah, that'd be mind. great. Uh, but no, they had don't a good, tell him we told you to. They had, that kind of he's not listening. They had a good article on Kansas football, and literally, the AD for Kansas at the time was planning on Kansas losing to Iowa State. And then firing Mangino because they they were going sideways. Him, Mang- can you believe that Mangino would have a, a conflict of personality with an AD? No chance. Or with a higher, yeah. <laughs> so, but he won. The single most classless inter- inter- person I've ever been around in this business. KU wins, makes a bowl game for the first time in forever, and so like, well, shit, we got to keep him now. <laughs> <laughs> I I take I still will fall on the sword for that game all because of Iowa State. I called my mom at halftime of that game, and I gave her and I told her I go when we win this game, book my flight because we were going to San Diego for the uh, well, well no uh, no the Big Twelve Championship first 
Yeah, yeah, which is Houston and then San Diego for and the I had, I had my mom yep. on hold to buy my flight for right. me because, uh, you know, we couldn't. No, we didn't have smartphones. Right. You couldn't do You're not it. getting for, on Travelocity. Correct. Smart at phone. I app. mean, I had like a Nokia. <laughs> oh, that was. I that might was, have had the Motorola Razor at that point. Yeah, but I, I, think I, I think I had upgraded it myself. That was a great cell phone, by the way. The Razor? Yeah. That was great. It was really good. I, had, I longed for those that days. That thing was got the job done. That was a, that was a top 10 bad one for me. I think that was worse than Baylor. Yeah. Let's, so let's have Myron Blythe on and go f- your your five worst losses ranked from the 2005 season, Myron Blythe. <laughs> Don't I'm no, I'm not. Come on. I, I refuse let's to do that go. to the guys. I I refuse to. Hey, uh, coming up after the show. Do you know a lot of people like they don't know if they have allergies or COVID? Like it's, it's a horrible me- problem. It's messing with a lot of people. A horrible problem. So I actually interviewed a doctor from the Iowa clinic this week. It's like five minutes long, and she tells you how to deal with that, like with your kids and stuff, and what to do. So check that out. Outstanding. It's a it's a big problem. Yeah, it's like, a, a, and I hadn't thought about it, but like, yeah, it's a it's a thing. Uh, potential. I like this ACC scheduling model. That they're kicking around. Well, it's the Big Twelve model. I mean, it, correct. It's, it's yeah, we similar. we touched on this last yeah. week, but the Ex- ACC's explain. Athlete, yeah, the ACC's commissioner, and, and and I was just thinking like, I actually prefer this to like the division thing mm-hmm. in the new Big Twelve. So it's three five five. Okay. So in this scenario, like, so the three represents you're going to play three games every year. So you get three protected. So Iowa State's would be Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. Because mm. like the Big that. Eight, I like that. I mean, they're the only Big Eight. I think right? that's good. left, right? Yeah, I think that's good. You're not, you're not doing UCF. You're not doing Houston. You're not doing BYU. And then, like, Although, so would Iowa State be? I'm just trying to think of ge- 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 geographically here. Who's the closest to BYU? K State, Texas Tech. Tech, they're down there, probably, maybe, yeah. I mean, I have to do by the as the crow flies. I don't even care. Put BYU with, um, Cincinnati and yeah, I'd be, but like, yes, put the new I, ones together. Like I'm saying, it's like a Big Eight schools. There's actual history, history there. there. I like that. Like that's that would make the most sense for Iowa State every year playing those three. And then, so the way this would work, so then you're gonna have five. Games, so this would be different because the Big Twelve currently plays three non-cons. Yeah, so you have the, nine the, conference games. Yeah, the ACC, but so like, but you guys see the yep. point that I'm talking about three, here. Six five. It, it assures that you play every team in your conference every other year mm-hmm. while protecting the rivalries. Like you have to play the Big Eight schools. Like that. The, You're not playing K State. What are know, we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, it's just, I mean that's. Kansas and Kansas State have to play. So let's so let's add, is, is is the K State game the one you'd want to protect in this new? League? No, I want to play Kansas every year. Well, right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that seems like the most the natural. most fun games to me are Kansas State and Oklahoma State every year. Like Oklahoma State's been good too. Uh, I'm just saying, like, what are we doing if we're not protecting those Big Eight games? Yeah, otherwise the Big Eight is just long in the rear view. Uh, Oklahoma State's a little different because. I mean, back in the day, you would go two years without playing them anyways. Yes. But they're still like your old conference mate. I think West Virginia-Cincinnati makes a lot and of UCF. sense. And UCF. And UCF, because they're all over there. Absolutely. The Texas schools you think would stick together. 
Absolutely. So really, you're left with maybe it's Kansas. It's either Kansas, K State, and Oklahoma State, or it's Kansas, K State, and BYU. If you want to go that that route. God, I don't want to play them every year. I well, I, I I agree, but I just think I'm not going to like I'm, that I'm, game. I'm concerned with the West because they're kind of off. Yeah, they but don't have a close. Is it, that's partner. not our problem. It's not like it's not. They're going to play. And they're Texas. playing independent right now. Anywhere they're going all over. Yeah, the they're country. flying all over the country. Make them go to UCF. So you're you're against divisions. I would rather do this. Okay, I think so too. I would rather do this. The, the, the divisions are stupid, gets, and then gets, let the two best teams play each other at the end right. of the year. It just becomes unequal. Like there, nothing is nothing good has really come from divisions. On I don't like them. Because then you're always talking about who's the best division within. I mean, look conference. at the Big Ten, and like the West is a joke. Bad, you know what I mean? Forever. Like so, like. And even if it's not, you don't look know. at the old Big Twelve. The I mean, North was a either. joke. The North yeah. never could win. Never. After Nebraska started to suck, it was over. Well, and then so the here's the thing. Well, which, Kansas State had a few which, teams, which is part of it. If you if even if you have a couple bad years and you don't have the tr- tradition, when you are good, nobody knows because you're not playing. Yeah, no, I don't want to do divisions. Other, I don't think I want the divisions. I'd rather do this. Now we 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 brought up the relegation thing about a month ago. Yeah. I'd like to flesh that out in an article sometime about, about my idea. Okay. Like said, you're not relegating people like out of the conference. But I think it'd be nice if you could have some movement to make sure even in November, those Thanksgiving games, if you're not involved with the Big 12 championship, if you win this game, you might be bumped up to be fa- more favorable in next year's scheduling. You know, to, to make yeah. those things relevant. That's the, yeah. it's not I like saw a lot getting, of people misconstrued. Yeah, you're you not getting bumped down to another league. Especially or, now with the player movement, like year to year, like it's yeah, it's going to be harder to build. Absolutely. I just wonder if you could do something creative. So when the, the 11th ranked team in the Big 12 is playing the 12th ranked team, people care. Like maybe you get a, um, you get first selection of some, I don't know, who knows what. I mean, there's there's some pen to be put to paper there to figure that out. But it'd be creative and something different. Yeah, I think I'm anti-divisions now. I think so. It, they just really don't serve, a, like nobody cares if you're the Big 10 West champion. I wouldn't want a trophy for that. Like, I wouldn't want one. I'm pretty sure that I own... I'm going to have to f- get this thing. Do they even give a Big Ten I, West I, champion? I think I have a co-Big 12 North, North championship See, I don't claim, like, no, t-shirt. But that doesn't even get claimed for the whole 1912 sure. thing. I'm just saying I think I have one. <laughs> and I need to start wearing that, Co-Big, ironically. Co-Big 12 champion. Two years in a row. Yeah, I'm, I think I got one of them for sure. I'm almost... The year that Carper's... That, that year, the 05 team. Yeah. <sighs> I think I wore that some bitch with pride too. Oh, that Kansas game, man! And Kansas, that Kansas game is haunting me. TCU after that. Long drive back from Houston. Uh, Jason Berryman, though, God rest his soul, one of the great halves in the history of Cyclone football in that Houston Bowl. Okay, so I couldn't help but think about Big Twelve expansion when I read this story. Yeah, this is interesting. I like this. I like this topic. I'm reading straight from ESPN here. Uh, the city of Memphis and the University of Memphis. Our old friends. Will be spending at least $150 million to renovate the home of the annual Liberty Bowl <laughs> before the 2025 season. That's an odd timing. Um, they're actually reporting now that it, it could be $200 million. They're going to call it the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. I'm shocked that 
FedEx isn't a part of this story. Well, they will be. They, they they certainly will be. But it's interesting to me that the the city is chipping in here, which makes sense. They get a lot of tourism every year from that game. The fact that they're teen for this thing to be ready by 2025 is very interesting to me. Um, Memphis, if the Big 12 expands more and it's not poaching from the Pac-12, Memphis would be one of the top candidates. This 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 headline over the weekend just stood out to me. And I, I, I can't stop thinking about the conversation I had the Memphis, with the Memphis radio guy. Oh, they, they want in bad. And he, the Memphis radio guy was basically like, man, we, we've got to get in. Like, I mean, it's got to – it's going to make or break for us is what he told me. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know anything about it, but they're pushing hard. And this is another example. Well, so if you do the math, I think this will be interesting for the big 12 and it'll be determined a lot by, so the first domino to fall here, C-Dub is the big 10 contract, which we should know this summer for TV. The PAC 12 follows that in 2023. So they're going to be soon to follow. And I think then the other leagues, the ACC's locked up forever. SEC's already locked up. So the Big 12 will have a good idea of what the market value is at that point. But the, the, the elephant in the room here is Memphis and its relationship to FedEx. Keep in mind, in 2016, when Memphis tried to get in the league of the Big 12, you know, when they thought about expanding from 10 to 12, mm-hmm. Memphis said, this, I'm reading an article from 2016, University President David Rudd, who's still there, committed the school to a $500 million investment in academic and athletic infrastructure over the next five years. In addition, Memphis's package to the Big 12 included a letter from FedEx Chairman Fred Smith, who stated that the company would be willing to become a major Big 12 sponsor in football and basketball if the conference includes Memphis. So, what does that mean, right? So, FedEx isn't giving Memphis money. FedEx would be like the Philip 66 for basketball or the... Yeah, the, the FedEx Big 12 Championship. Exactly. Game. So you're talking 10, 15, 20 million dollars per year that from a, them. For a league that's going to need to be creative. In right. Revenue. And so if you're... I mean, 10, 15, 20 million doesn't move the needle a lot, but if you split that up, a little bit, maybe, you know, it helps. It helps put Memphis maybe over the top if you're not taking too much off the table. The interesting thing with, so I was looking up this Fred Smith guy who just retired, by the way. I have his dirt light model car over there. There you go. Fast Freddie Smith. Um, Legend. Different Fred Smith, I assume. Oh. <laughs> In my mind, there's one Freddie Smith. So Fred, Fred the Smith's the double chairman. Zero. The, the, the retiring chairman of, of FedEx. Excuse me. Sorry about the miscommunication. That, but he's retiring. And he, so I don't know what the FedEx situation will be, but interestingly, I didn't know this until I was doing the Wikipedia deep dive. He has 10 kids, Fred Smith. One of them is Art Smith, who's the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Wow. How about that? That's incredible. So Fred Smith went to Yale. Like, he has no other affiliation with Memphis other than He's well, just the headquarters lives there, lives there, and so he wants to help out. But so I think that's – and Memphis has a couple other corporations there that would help them, but then the Big 12 has to do the math of – all right, if we add them, then we probably have to add somebody else. And then you have to do, if you split up the pie, then X number of ways, is that worth it to get the FedEx dollars? Well, it sure helps to have money. It does. Coming so that, in. That's what, so they, they're clearly planning of, we want to make ourselves as attractive as possible. And basketball-wise, it would be fun for them. 
they for them they got to win though, right? Like they can't have this cloud of penny sanctions going around. Well, that doesn't actually, help them. I actually know that that actually is a huge strike against them. Absolutely, like you're not. I've I've been told that at, from people who read and listen, who are s- semi in the know that the penny stuff is a big time strike. Why would you want to bring somebody in who could be put on like that's a that's a that's a not a great mark for your league. And and I was told that Brent before all the NCAA stuff came along. And I think Memphis is in a weird spot because if I'm them, I may want to go all in on basketball because that's my chance for high level success. But yeah, my football program is is what is going to get me into a a power five. And they had a really average to below average year last year. So that's that debate of you start talking NIL, you talk, start talking investment for their athletic department. Where do you look? This is why this is interesting, that instead of saying, hey, we're focusing all on basketball, they're like, no, 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 we're doubling down on football in the renovations to the stadium because we think we can be a player there. So, And if not them, the ACC's in this weird thing, too, of they're going to get left behind in a big way. Their contract lasts they're way screwed. too long. And so I don't know even five years from now if, if maybe they look to get creative with somebody like Memphis. They may, they're may they in a bad spot. They could look to do the, if we add schools, does it tear does up it, our current right, contract? Right, and so that's where I think Memphis is probably playing the you know two sides of that coin there. And that would open the door, you would think, for West Virginia, potentially to the ACC as well. Here's the other thing that I think is going to happen. I bet, here's my prediction on May 15th, 2022. I think the three or four big programs in the Pac-12 eventually take themselves independent. You don't think they'll go to the Big Ten? Well, in an interim, and then maybe eventually go to the Big Ten or this whatever the super situation is. So that'd be USC, Oregon? Washington are the big three. UCLA is left behind? UCLA is right there, too. Yeah, but I think, I think USC... Oregon, Washington. Those are the three that they're going to be so far behind unless this, this TV contract is more than... I think the TV thing's going to surprise everybody. I, I, and if it does, then they're going to stay. I I truly, 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 truly believe that these streaming networks are going to change everything. Well, that's, that'd be great because that's why you got to keep an eye on as a Big 12 fan. Well, you have that domino to fall first. And keep an eye, too, on all the Netflix stuff going on. Their stock is tanked. All yeah, the analysts tech, are which, saying you've got to get into sports. Which there's, is good and bad. Their money's money's a lot less now. Their, their stock is tanked, but they're still huge. You know, like this is still a massive, massive market share that we're talking yeah. about. Where if they wanted to get involved, they could probably like telling me that Netflix couldn't buy like the Pac-12 network or I'm just saying like think about it like that and then all of a sudden it's like anybody who's a Pac-12 football or basketball fan you have to subscribe to Netflix and you have to keep it like that just giving this an example but that that's the mindset there like if I've been predicting for a long time about the Big 12 and Amazon well what anybody who wants to watch the Big 12 has to have a Amazon Prime subscription now, is that a big deal to Amazon, the company? No, but if you're trying to build up a streaming network, I mean, you're the, the you point of doing sports is because they're not going to yeah, leave. They're not going to leave. Yeah, they're not going to watch um, Jack, whatever, um, the guy from The Office. Yeah. Jack something. It's the old Tom Clancy series, whatever. Oh, Jack, Jack. 
Clancy, uh, Jack Reacher, Jack, Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're going to be like, oh, we're going to we're going to cancel our subscription. The The point, the sports subscribers stay. That's why ESPN. Kill them all you want. They're brilliant by getting hockey and UFC because oh, those fans are nuts, and they they will just stay subscribed. ESPN Plus has been a huge success. Yeah, and the hockey thing was genius yep. because it's the only place you can watch hockey, and there are a ton of hockey fans. Like, that's the whole point, that why would you go and get a Pac-12 network? Mm-hmm. You're bringing this whole deal, like... I. And they're gonna they're gonna subscribe. They're gonna pay you your seven ninety nine a month or whatever, so they can watch basketball games from August till yeah April at least. And yeah. then at that point, you're like, why didn't I just keep it for the whole year? Here's the other thing that's going to happen, and something to keep an eye on. I don't think it'll impact the Big Twelve, but for your power teams, if these teams, those Big Three in particular, stay in the Pac twelve, what they're going to try and leverage, they're going to go the old Big Eight Big Twelve route. Where they're, those three are going to try and get more money, more of the share of the contract than the other nine, and then what does that mean? You know, if you're if you're Utah, do you agree with that? If you're Colorado, do you agree with that? If USC, Washington, Oregon say, "Hey, no, 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 we're the brands here. We're the ones that are going to drive interest. We're taking X percent compared to your X percent because we're the ones that matter, or else we're out." Then what do you do? And I think the Big 12's in a good position from this standpoint. Those are really pretty equal teams. Like, I'm looking at the Big 12. I'm not saying, hey, who's the who's the alpha here? Yeah. You know? Or, but those three are clearly, in my opinion, maybe UCLA's in that mix too. They are far and away above Oregon State and Stanford, although Stanford's successful, but you know what I mean? They're yeah, not think a, of, just think about, like... Washington State and Oregon Arizona, State. Arizona, Arizona yeah. State. Yeah. yeah like, so it's, uh, they're not <clears throat> I just think it's it's something we might go back in time where you get more of a share if you're on like prime the old time Big 12. Or, like the old Big 12, which is just like what are we doing? But I, I think these these big programs and USC fancies itself as still one of the power brokers, especially with Riley now, they're going to need to make big splash. And if they don't they're going to get left behind, and so they're either going to try and get more money relative to the rest of the conference, or I think they're going to go independent and or jump to another conference. They're the they're the big domino to, to fall, in my opinion. Fascinating times yeah, to come. I, 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 Fascinating I, I, times. I bet we will know their move in the next nine months, and they are the domino that will, will play Lead us to a football. Super League. Yeah, or... or not. Or not. And it, I mean, I think it's really interesting too, though, because like USC, we think of them as a football superpower, but they're really an academic superpower too. And like, would they be able to play in the SEC league? I don't know, right? But like, they're, but because the thought is like that, it won't even be the schools. They'll be like licensing like the name and colors and they're stuff. Paying Lincoln Riley twelve million dollars no, a year I, for a reason. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you get it. I I absolutely yeah. get it. I'm just saying, like, does it? Are they? Are they in? Playing Ole Miss, every I mean, it just it'd be weird. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm saying. Mm. Like, they have nothing in common with Mississippi Mm-mm. State. <laughs> they do not, and so I think they'd rather. Like, what go, about Notre Dame? Like, could Notre yeah. Dame ever be like, hey, no. we're just gonna? It's no longer so. Notre Dame football is no longer associated with our storied institution. We're Notre we're, Dame we're, Athletics we're, Corporation. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna start playing yeah. Ole Miss and playing Kiffin. Like, yep. I think that's. You think that they would? Because I could it, see those like snooty academia schools being like, no, 
I'm even surprised Texas is honestly like because they think that they're like a freaking Ivy League school. And they're they're very highly regarded. I, I understand that. Research that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, it's it's wild to me. But I do think ego for football for both Notre Dame, maybe more USC than Notre Dame, um, supersedes everything. We'll see. I mean, it, they, those those are two schools that were built reputation wise in large part. Now they have great academic institutions. But they still need the brand name of football. And you think about, what do you think about Notre Dame first? Not, you know, sure, clearly a good good school, private, all that good stuff. Think of like Rudy and stuff. But you think of the football program. And you think about, you know, you know Notre Dame playing That's USC. John Jesus, man. I think those are two schools that are probably trying to weigh what's next for us. Do we, you know, Notre Dame's already independent. I think USC would probably like to go that model if they could pull it off. But I don't know if they can. So... I, my opinion, USC is the big domino in college sports to fall, and whatever they, whatever direction they go, will kind of shift the direction of of what's next. I've talked about it a couple times on the radio. The book I'm currently reading is called The Club. Check it out. You need to read it. It's the per, Club. Okay, Premier League stuff. Yes. Okay, I love. I lo- I'm a big Premier. I like the it's, model of that. It's about how the Premier League was created. Okay. And like the power struggles behind it, and it's about like the television contracts. Interesting. It's all about the business. It's not people think like, oh, it's uh, no, it's not about like how many championships is Manchester City won. It's sure. about these five billionaires in a room, and they Just, were, and it's so reminiscent of all the mm-hmm. shit going on here. Like these, because these guys like Manchester United's like, well, why am I giving you know Crystal Palace? Absolutely, my chunk of revenue. Absolutely. And what is the? I, I'd be. I need to look into that. What is the revenue share for Premier League? I don't know, I'm is not there equal? yet. I'm okay. not there yet. But but, but my point so, being, like, it's it's so. But the difference is that European soccer fans like care about the game more so than they do their team. Believe it or not, and yeah, that's why they they they've revolted over the yeah, Super League thing. Yeah, and like college sports fans just care about the laundry, like. I mean, I look, so. if you're an Iowa State fan and, like, let's say that you get, you're in. You're in whatever the next thing is. Like, are you going to worry about what it does to you and I and Drake basketball? Probably not. Well, you're not thinking about St. Bonaventure right <laughs> no, now. No, that's my you? point. Yeah, I'm not. That's my point. It's not. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, think about it in yeah. our state. Like, if Iowa it. State would get left out, would Iowa fans be like, yeah. oh, man, like, we really need Iowa State to No. They would not. Like, are Oklahoma fans, like, clamoring for Oklahoma nope. State right not now to one be? Bit. No. So, that that's the difference between these these two things. But it's, it's it, yeah, I mean, but I think long term, college football and college athletics in general would be better off if there was more people brought along. Absolutely. But selfishly, you're not, individually, you're not thinking about, the collective right now. You're thinking like about I'm what's saying, best man, for our conference. I've said this a it's lot a the last deal. couple of weeks on my radio shows. I'm sorry to be repetitive, but somebody has to be the Lions. <laughs> if there's right. if there's 30 teams, you're you're not all going to be you know the Patriots. Like somebody's got to suck. Like there, I use my example with my family. We're South Carolina fans because my mom, where she grew up. South and Carolina's I, always going to, they, they may be the Lions, right? I'm looking at this new SEC. Yeah, they're the Lions. And I'm like, well, where is our place in this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, Sick. like, we're going to be Vanderbilt pretty soon. I, when I say we, South Carolina, like, I don't know where they're going to belong. 
And it makes you wonder. They don't have like a ton of industry there for NIL deals and stuff like that. It's basically just a bunch of good old boys who love their football. I mean. Great. Uh, It's a bunch of rednecks who love football. And I think this NIL stuff has really sped up the timeline here. No doubt. So I think we have some more clarity, more clarity than we ever have for college athletics in the next 18 months uh, than we have. So, I mean, it's between Emmert leaving You've got the NIL stuff that needs clarification quick. You've got the TV contract. It's all coming to this like volcanic eruption of you got to figure this out in the next 18 to 24 months. Here's my weekly tease. If you like TV contracts, if you're into the business, I will have an update for our premium subscribers on Monday morning with the latest of what I've heard with the Big 12 yeah. stuff. And it, it's good and it, juicy. It's a good and juicy one. Well, it, it, it literally impacts. It's good and juicy. It impacts everything about Iowa State. It just does. Like it, it, unfortunately, Iowa State's athletic department is tied into what it gets now from the next TV contract. It's as simple as that. So Patreon and premium subscribers look forward to that. I, I, Sometime I on Monday morning. I don't even know. No, I haven't told you yet. Yeah. I, I've right. kind of been sitting on it. So, <laughs> um, okay. Coming up right now, I I told you I got to interview uh, Doctor from the Iowa Clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Allergies. Or COVID, it's like a big deal. They're getting all these, yeah. They're getting all these patients and stuff, and so I thought I'd interview her, and it'd be good for people to get a quick clarification. You know, we're starting to plant everything for the. So it's (laughs) brutal out there. All right, that's coming up right now. Uh, Thanks, Bloom. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. uh, Looking forward to this conversation now with Dr. Jennifer Petz from the Iowa Clinic. And uh, so this is fascinating. I'm an allergy guy. Like, I've I've had allergies my whole life. I've always been treated for them since I was, like, five, I remember. And I never in my life had to, like, debate, oh, is this this my allergies acting up or do I have COVID? Uh, I never never knew anything about this. But apparently that's a real thing right now, and I'm going to have to pay attention to it myself and with my daughters, and that's what Dr. Pets is here to talk with us today about. So, Dr. Pets, first of all, thank you for joining us. And is this, are you seeing a lot of this where people are kind of, you know, people are kind of um, thinking about like, man, what is this? <laughs> how, how is this working for you right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. We see quite a few people that come in and either they have known allergies or they've never had allergies in the past and they're coming in going, hey, I have these symptoms. I don't know if I am sick and it might be COVID or if I've developed or if it's worsening of my allergies. Yeah. So I guess what do, what do you recommend right now? If Is this a deal where, because I remember in the winter, it was like, oh, let's run to urgent care and get tested, right? Or, right? Like, and, and that kind of overwhelmed your urgent cares, right? It's just a new world. What do you recommend if somebody, if a kid or, or somebody comes home with a stuffy nose and they don't know? What's step number one? Well, step number one is definitely looking at the symptoms. If there's any fevers, chills, swollen glands, um, that kind of gives you more of the signs and symptoms of, hey, they have a viral infection, potentially COVID-19, and to kind of go that direction in terms of testing. Now, if it's kind of in that in-between, because a lot of the symptoms overlap, it could be runny nose, congestion, sore throat, watery eyes, and a cough, then it's really hard to tell. If it is persisting, despite, you know, rest and hydration and all those things for greater than a week, Mm. then it 
is more likely that it's due to allergies. If it goes away in less time, then it's probably more viral. Now, before that, you could always try medications to see, or you could get tested as well. And and I would also recommend, and I'm sure you probably will too, for people, if the government basically is paying for home COVID tests right now, right. Too, that we don't have to go, right. in, we don't have to go in and flood the urgent care for this. Exactly. Yeah, so one of the easiest things you can do too is, um, you know, if you're not quite sure what it is, you can always do those home tests. They're not quite as accurate as the PCR. So there is a little bit of a warning there that if you have a really high um, level of certainty that they probably have COVID-19, like someone else in the family has contracted the virus or they had a direct exposure and it comes back negative and you have a really high suspicion, go in, have the PCR done. But in general, it's going to be a pretty good way to kind of tell. So you can always do that to see. Now, it won't test for other viral infections that could be going on. So I will say the caveat, you could still have a, a viral illness or it could be due to allergies as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they also, I, I, I'm, again, I, I've been allergy tested, I feel like, more times than than, than probably most people. I, what's the process now? Because I, I remember as a kid, it seemed a heck of a lot worse than, and maybe it was because I was a kid, but I'm assuming your, your technology and the ways of doing this have gotten a lot better since those days. What What is that process like in 2022? If somebody, you know, they think they've developed allergies or even for one of their, one of their children. Mm-hmm. So if you think that you have allergies, a really good way to do that is to come in and get tested. They've definitely improved the technique. Um, the devices that we use for testing are much more comfortable than they were in the past. There's no needles involved at all. It's just these little things that just touch the skin and basically leave little tiny drops of liquid on the skin for 15 minutes. So very easy. You'll know that day if you have allergies. All right. So last thing, get your home test. That'll help. Scheduling an appointment. This is what I love about you guys now. It's super easy. You can do everything online. I'm a huge fan of, again, I feel like I keep talking about urgent care because that's because I lived there with my, <laughs> my two daughters in the winter. But everything can be done online. Super easy now, right? Super easy, yep. Thank you, Dr. Pats. We appreciate your time. No problem.